Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. Crossed up by Colby. Well, floated Shaq. And then Shaq goes like this. And the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, Spawn. But I didn't make my point. I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, set your calendars for this Saturday, May 1st at 10 a.m. where Throwing Jabs goes live as Big Jace, Joe Aguirre, and Jared Jones sit down with special guest, Connecticut Boxing Hall of Famer, Iceman John Scully. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Drawing About the G-Men, the Giants football podcast. I'm your host, as always, Big Jace, joined by Joe Aguirre, Sean Scanlon, and King Zay. Tomorrow is the NFL draft, and we got a special for you today. As we got our mock, we split the teams up. Uh, Zay has AFC and NFC South. Sean, AFC and NFC North. Joe, AFC and NFC East, and I got the West. Start. Wait, uh, I have the South? Yeah. I thought I had the East. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm okay. I'm All right. <laughs> nobody's, nobody's in a good mood tonight. I know that. I've seen it. All right. Well, let's get things going. Minute on the clock. First pick goes to you, Zay. Who are the Jacksonville Jaguars taking? You're gonna go. I I saw it. I'm not gonna lie. I saw a mock draft today that had Kyle Pitts going number one overall. So I don't know what the hell's going on. Zay, who's going number one? You're taking the best quarterback, Ian Book. No, I'm kidding. They're taking Trevor Lawrence. Clearly, he's the number one draft pick. Everybody tanked for him. We know the story. Two championships at Clemson. We don't have to talk much about him. You know who he is. Trevor Lawrence going number one. Uh, yes, yes, yes. But let, let's take a little bit, talk about this pick. Joe, is Trevor Lawrence going to come in and make the immediate impact everyone want, everyone expects him to? Uh, well, I, I think he's going to give you what you saw from Justin Herbert last year. Are you going to get uh, a 7-10 and 10 quarterback or 8-9 and nine or some somewhere in there, some mediocre? Their defense is terrible. I think the guy will win you some football games. He's an obvious upgrade over uh, Gardner Minshew and my man, Mike Glennon. No, I'm just kidding. He's a big upgrade there. Look, they've got some good offensive weapons. I still think that their defense is going to need a lot of help. So I think every pick they have in this draft after Lawrence should be on the defensive side. Um, 
Otherwise, they're going to lose a lot. of. I mean, they look, they were in a lot of games last year. They just couldn't stop anybody, and they could never score enough. So, Yeah, I feel like every game, it was whenever Minshew was in, it was Minshew having an attempt. It was like a Phillip Rivers. He had the, the ability to go down there and score and didn't. But uh, I, I think this guy's probably as a sure bet of a lock as there's been in a really long time. I, I don't. I mean, yeah. this guy's game translates to the highest level. And, I mean, I like that he's cool and, and chill and, you know, doesn't really give a crap. I mean, I, I think that's uh, I think that's his style, and I think it really works for him. So, All right, and before we move on to pick number two, Sean, hit Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. How do you think that relationship's going to pan out? I think it will work out well. I mean, I – I'm st- I still have question marks about Urban Meyer at the NFL level. Obviously, he's never been there before as a head coach. So, But uh, like Joe said, I think the offense will be rolling. Uh, I think that they'll easily have a top half the league offense uh, with the weapons that they have and you know a good running back. So it's really the defense that I'm worried about with that team. But uh, I'm not worried about Trevor Lawrence and that offense. I think that uh, they'll score a lot of points, probably, I'm sure, 25-plus, somewhere around there. But uh, stopping uh, opposing offense is going to be their problem this year. Yep. All right. And they, they do have another pick coming up, so, Zay, we'll see what you do with that. But let's move on to pick number two, Joe. What so are you doing I, with pick number two in the New York Jets? Well, I'm, I, I, I know what I would do. I would take Justin Fields here, but that's not what the Jets are going to do. Obviously, they're, you know, all but locked and loaded on Zach Wilson, so uh, that's who they're going to pick. But if I were them, that's not what I would do. All right, we're doing it as you would. So we're going Justin Fields? Is that what you're Good. saying, Joe? Uh, Justin Fields, that's the second-best quarterback in this draft as far as I'm concerned. Now, Sean, is Justin Fields going to have a formula for success with the addition of Corey Davis, uh, Juju Smith, and then obviously uh, last year uh, Makai Becton uh, being a big draft, uh, having that left tackle. So do you think he will succeed? right off the gates in New York? I think, you know, if he does end up going to the Jets, uh, their offense isn't really built for success right now. I mean, they do have Makai Becton, like you mentioned, who was, you know, he might be one of the best left tackles uh, in the league in a couple years. I think that, you know, he really showed out in his first year. But uh, like you said, I mean, the receivers just aren't that great. Corey Davis, I think he's more of a number two option, and they gave him, you know, receiver one money. And then, I mean, the rest, Denzel Mims doesn't really give you much. Brashad Perriman. Uh, so I, I just don't really believe in this receiving core. If he does go to the Jets, I think uh, he – I just don't think he would have success in the first year. Maybe if they build the offense more, uh, you know, that – you know, maybe down the line he would have success there. But that's why I, I'm kind of happy that Justin Fields uh, isn't going to go there, even though in this hypothetical he is, because I, I just feel like the Jets – the Jets will be the Jets, and I just – I don't see them having uh, success, especially on offense uh, anytime soon. The Jets will be the Jets. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I mean, Zay, you called it. They would play their way out of the first uh, overall pick, and that was right. Uh, prediction from Jared Jones, the Jets and Sharks will do the Vel and the Shevchenko together and then dance off during the <laughs> uh, Nice little uh, – what's that? What's the name of that music? Ah, oh, my bad. I don't remember. 
But uh, yeah, the guy with the game show show. We I don't know. I know. Okay, whatever. But <laughs> you're the guy with the game the game show. show. I am. All right, and let's stick with me. I mean, for here, uh, if the Jets do pick uh, Zach Wilson, you got to go with Justin Fields here. I know a lot of people are talking about Mac Jones and Trey Lance, but. Since in this situation, he's still there. You have the West Coast boys staying out West as they get Zach Wilson. Uh, I I think he's a lot like another BYU product in Steve Young, uh, and it makes a lot of sense for him to go to uh, a a San Francisco 49ers team just like Steve Young. So, Joe, what do you think if the 49ers do get Zach Wilson? How do you think he will mesh with Kyle Shanahan? Oh, uh, yeah, I think Kyle Shanahan will really like him. I think, you know, again, you and I discussed it. I, I thought this dude should have uh, West Side Story. Yeah, there you go. I, I think he should have stayed for, uh you know, his senior year. I think it would have been the best move for him. I mean, again, this guy had a chance to he would have if he stays in and plays next season, he's the number one overall pick. Yeah. So, you know, he's going to end up either with the Jets or maybe in this scenario with the Niners. But, I mean, I think anybody who gets him who knows how to handle a quarterback, I think the kid's got a ton of talent. I think you could do a lot with it. I do think that there's some maturity issues with him. But maybe a guy like Kyle Shanahan, who's been in football since he was a baby, uh, maybe that's the kind of guy who could, you know, teach this kid. Had to not be an idiot. Yeah, I, I mean, he he comes from a wealthy background, so he hasn't had to struggle a lot. But I mean, he is a guy that makes a lot. He, he's looked a lot. He, he takes a lot of time to better his game out off the field, and he does research, looks at film. He's a film junkie, so I like it. And also, in both these situations, if he were to, if what is expected to happen, and he goes number two. I like I mentioned, Makai Becton, a solid protection for him. Uh won't get as much pressure. And if he does fall to the 49ers, you got the new addition of Alex Mack as well as uh Trent Williams there. So I, I think he would be put in a s- situation to do pretty damn well for himself. Jace, do you find an offensive lineman take in every scenario? Like you just had to fit that in there at some point, right? The Makai Becton thing, you wasn't gonna let it go. I mean, no, I mean, he is yeah. one of the best. He was the best offensive tackle last year. We we went as Giants fans. Rookie I wish we would have got him. No. Yes. Yes. You know, we need, that, my bad. we need but a yeah. recording of every time you brought up an offensive lineman on this show. Out of I, I, I that would be it's that would be its own show. Probably. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they don't get enough respect as is. Someone's yeah, got to represent, represent. And that's though. me. <laughs> All right, Zay, you're on the clock now. Pick number four, Atlanta Falcons. You got a minute. Zay won't want to trade. Joe, nah, you, you, got, you got the Pats. Me. You got the Pats looking for a QB. I actually hmm. no, I don't actually see them trading this pick. I I, I see them either going a quarterback or going with Pitts, actually. I can see them taking Trey Lance and looking towards the future and getting someone to, you know, replace Matt Ryan, who's getting up there in age, hasn't really been that great as of late. So 
maybe you bring someone in like that. But I have them taking Kyle Pitts. He's the best player on available and probably the best. If you need to trade later, maybe he's the best trade piece available. So I have them taking Kyle Pitts at number four. All right. Uh, Sean, how do you think that th- that uh, relationship between uh, Kyle Pitts and Matt Ryan is going to pan out? I think it will go really well. They already have two really good receivers in Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, and then you add Kyle Pitts to the mix. I think that, you know, this Falcons offense, they, they're they going to score a hell of a lot of points. Uh, but I think they're similar to the Jaguars. They need a lot of help on defense. But I, I do think this would definitely help them out a lot because, I mean, if, if you can score 30-plus points, not a lot of teams could get to that mark. So the Falcons, they've been struggling the last couple of years, sitting around 7-9, and 8-8, eight and eight, and Maybe this is uh, the piece that pushes their offense over the top and uh, maybe gets them back into the playoffs where they were just a couple years ago. Joe, you you talked about this prior, how if there is someone like a Justin Fields available here at number four, the phones are going to be going off the charts. Who do you think is going to be the first team that's going to look to make that move up here? I think the Patriots um, will probably try like the Dickens. You'll never know it and he'll never admit it, but... He's definitely he definitely wants to crack in there if he can. And again, the way these guys fall, if the guy he wants is there, you know, you know what Belichick will do. So I I mean I, I do have the Patriots taking a quarterback since I didn't know I could take Justin Fields. Uh yeah. I mean, you know, that's who I had them taking today. I I I, I have a feeling he's gonna tumble. I hate it, but somebody's gonna get him and he's gonna be really good. And if he falls, that might again be to his benefit. No, yeah, we shall see. Well, uh, truth, truth be told, Jace, I did have a trade. I did see actually the Cowboys trading up to number four and taking Pitts because that is Jerry Jones like when they need to go and trade up and get the best offensive player. I could see it happening tomorrow. That's why, but I didn't throw the trade in there. I did see them trading up with the Cowboys, trading back, excuse me, to number 10 with the Cowboys and the Cowboys taking Pitt at number four. I think if you're Atlanta and this guy's available, you're insane not to take him. Yes, I mean yeah, they don't I, really I don't think they really utilize the tight end position that much though. Start doing it. Eh, I mean Hooper that was to, pretty big. Uh, yeah. yeah, Hooper and then I mean Tony I mean obviously it was a long time ago but Tony yeah, Gonzalez, that was it. Tony Gonzalez. Was a long time ago. But I mean Matt Ryan that's when Matt Ryan was still starting out. I I think that Matt Ryan uses the tight ends uh I mean, they use him a lot in the offense, I think. And, uh, I mean, Arthur Smith, who, I mean, the guy that's coming in, their new head coach, I think that, you know, he likes to use tight end sets a lot too. So, and it, he's just a mismatch nightmare too. I mean, you can't go wrong. Like Joe said, I, I think he's the best prospect that's not a QB uh, in this draft. So, I think it, it, you got to go best player available, even though if you need help on the defense. I, and Kyle Pitts will definitely uh, bring that to you. I think Atlanta will either take Pitts, they'll trade this pick out for a King's ransom. <laughs> or I think if Justin Fields is there, you take him. Justin Fields over Trey Lance. Oh, I don't like that. Justin Fields. Look, look what happened with Dwayne Haskins. You brought up Dwayne Haskins earlier. He do. No, listen, listen, Joe, listen, I have a point here. He was drafted by Washington. He grew up just down the street. Same situation with Justin Fields. Uh-huh. Sometimes being in that environment that you know, just hanging out with your homies, yeah, just off. That that's Ask not good. MC Hammer, how that worked out, yeah. hanging with your homies. You never want. You never hear players wanting to go play home all the time. That's you never hear that, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't like that one, Jace. You got to come with a better. No, someone young, someone young coming out into the league for the first so, time, and then he 
Bowles with the same crowd he was before. You don't know how. I'm just no saying offense, it's not. No offense, no offense to anybody that likes Trey Lance, but dude, no. A lot of upside. Lot of, that's great, though. Listen, he's not a top ten prospect, but he's definitely a, a, a first round. Maybe he's not a top ten pick. Right. I, I mean, that's a like, dude. You want to talk about risky picks? But again, how many top ten quarterbacks are still starting quarterbacks in this league? Not many. Feeling right. Good. So because a lot of the times teams reach, teams move up, or is it they want to get that guy, and and that guy probably would have been there anyway. Or is it that teams that are just more complete pick up quarterbacks later in the draft? Maybe that's what it is. Well, again, know. if you tumble in the draft, you end up on a better team in a better situation. That's what so, you yeah. want. So maybe it works out for fields better. So I don't know. Maybe you don't want. Maybe tumbling I, doesn't. I, I want to say I saw. Oh, God. I think it was Chris Sims had one of the most idiotic mock drafts mm-hmm. I've ever seen. I'm bad. stunned that people pay him to do that. Uh, oh, that's the one that didn't have Lawrence going first. <laughs> he had Justin Fields going to uh, the Bucks at 32. Do uh, you yeah. watch football, dude, or what? What? That, that's crazy, yeah, I don't dude. Know. If 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 CTE, I threw, that's that's listen, <laughs> I could take all the names in the draft and throw them in a hat and dump it and just go with that order, and it would have been a smarter, better draft than what 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 Chris Sims did. Yeah. That was like shockingly stupid. That is. But all right, Sean, you're on the clock now. Your first pick. What's uh, the J- taking? Yeah, Jamar Chase is very intriguing here because I mean I want to pair him back with Joe Burrow, just like the LSU days. But I mean, I, I think I have to go with offensive line. Their their offensive line is terrible. So I, I'm gonna go with Panay Sewell. Um I, I think that they need that left tackle in there. Uh and it, he's he's one of the better ta- tackle prospects that we, we've seen in some time. So I think that, you know, Joe Burrow, there's a reason that he got hurt last year, and it's because they couldn't protect him. He was getting beaten up all year. And uh, you, you got to protect your franchise quarterback, especially when, when he's still young, coming off a torn ACL. So I think Panay Sewell uh, would be the pick here, even though Jamar Chase uh, it was definitely uh, definitely intriguing. And I, I wanted to go there, but I, I went with Sewell. No, yeah, you, you can't get too cute. I see a lot of people going Jamar Chase here, reuniting Tua and Devontae Smith. Nah, you, you, they need look look at that scar on. If you've seen the pictures, look at the scar on Joe Burrow's leg. It, it's disgusting and it's like a foot long. You need you need to protect your guy if he's your guy. You agree with that, Joe? I mean, you look shocked when uh, Sean. Chose Sewell over Chase. No, I was excited because I think I picked next, don't I? I'm taking Jamar Chase with the sixth pick in the draft. I mean, I'm going to pair him off with Tua because I don't think it matters who where you went to college and who was thrown to you. This is the big boy league now anyway. I'm not worried about pairing anybody off. This dude's the best receiver in the draft. So welcome to Miami. Oh, and good luck to Joe Burrow because no one wants to see that kid get hurt again. Oh, Jace was so passionate about that old lineman take. Ugh. What? He was going to beat up Joe if he had an issue with that pick. He was going to- No, no. I mean, it's conversations, eh? All right. Sean, That's not like the Bengals can't use some more talent because they certainly can. Joe, what? Sure. what makes no, I'm you- just saying, no, but you want to protect yeah. the quarterback. That's more important. <laughs> no, Joe. 
But of course, he needs to throw to somebody. Otherwise, he's just going to be back there protected until hey, they eventually yeah. get to him. T. T. Higgins had a pretty good rookie year. And they pretty still have good. Tyler Boyd, so he's all right. I, I, it, there, he's not going to have any time to throw to anyone if he doesn't have any protection up front. So no, you're Darry, right. I didn't, agree. Then Darius Slayton Jr. have a good year. How'd that go to next year? He had a good rookie year. How'd that go to next year? Listen, they really need I, offensive line help. I don't know. Oh, for sure. But yeah. uh but superstars wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Nice who I think could be a superstar. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Anthony Munoz is one of the most no, famous but... people in Cincinnati to this day. One of the great offensive tackles in NFL history. Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, again, Boomer Esiason was kind of a bum. Uh, you know, thank God for <laughs> Munoz. He made him look great. That's terrible. Don't listen to New York radio. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> He's on the, is on the block. Yeah. yeah. Nobody the, the Bengals are definitely void of, of of offensive playmakers. That is like big time offensive playmakers. Mm-hmm. Sean, you know I'm right. No, I mean some, yeah, that, some decent pieces, but uh, uh, eventually they are gonna have to get some weapons on that offense for Joe Burrow. But no, this yeah. is the right pick, and I don't I don't I'm not I'm seriously not questioning that. You gotta take that guy, you gotta protect your quarterback. Yeah, I mean, a, a good QB can make mediocre wide receivers look great, but, but that's not if he's not kind of cool. They could like room together. Or like, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. All right, Joe, I, I want to get I want to get back on this. Yeah, because why Jamar Chase over Waddle over Smith? Why is Jamar Chase the the first wide receiver off the board for you? He's just got the NFL. He's the NFL prototype. That's why. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. That that's yeah. why this guy could sit, and they're like, "No, nah, he's still the t- the top rated receiver." There's a reason for that. This guy's just he's got it, and he's going to be a superstar. I so think Waddle's got Waddle's got you know coming off an injury. That's you got to be a little bit concerned. And um, I like Devonte Smith a little small. Okay, what about Des? Didn't Des have the prototype body? How'd that work out? Does had a good pretty, career. Pretty well. I would take that. Yeah, maybe three good years. <laughs> I, maybe three I mean, good uh, years and he fell off a cliff. I'd say three pretty great years and five pretty no, he was, good he, years. He had like, he dropped, he had like he, five he dropped the ball in the playoffs and he fell off a cliff after that. He, after he, that, he, yeah, he definitely He dropped the ball in the playoffs and fell off a cliff after that because I'll give him – that was a catch. Well, he was – I mean, he was one of the best red zone threats in the entire league for, I mean, four or five years straight. Yeah. Was, I, even though I hate Dez and the Cowboys, he, I mean, I he, used to, he used to beat the crap out of the Giants too when we played him, unfortunately. Yes. Yes, he did. Who does That's it? why does, Jay who hates does it? so much. Who does well, it? Tight, tight ends usually do, but what, receiver, what receiver at this point doesn't come in and beat us at this point? Not, not any longer. Not with a secondary <laughs> now. Well, yeah, that is a good point. DK Metcalf did not do jack squat. James Bradbury. Did I, state my, did I state my case well enough? Yes, that was those. So now, Sean, Detroit, what they doing? I'm sticking uh, with receiver here. I'm going to go back to back receivers. And I'm taking Devontae Smith for the Lions. Uh, obviously, Kenny Galladay is gone. He's a New York Giant now. Marvin Jones uh, went to the Jaguars, and the Lions might have the worst receiving core in the NFL as of right now. And uh, bringing in Jared Goff, they're going to need to get him some weapons. And I think Devontae Smith uh, it would fit in perfectly with the Lions right now. And uh, I think that, you know, Devontae Smith, there's a reason he won the Heisman Trophy last year. I mean, he was absolutely dominant. And 
while the size might be a little bit of a concern, I, I think that his ability to uh, separate in routes and, and his ability to break away from defenders, uh, you know, running the end zone, I, I just think that the size doesn't really concern me as much because um, I, I just think that he's a really great receiver. So I, I think he fits perfectly here uh, in Detroit. Zay, if they do get Devontae Smith, is he going to be a Calvin Johnson 2.0? <laughs> what? Did you seriously <laughs> ask me that question? <laughs> yeah. He realized Calvin Johnson was a freak of nature athlete. Uh, Devontae Smith is a good receiver, but he'll never be a Calvin. I don't think we'll see a Calvin Johnson for a very long time. But do I think he can have an impact? Yeah, sure. I think he can have an impact on the team. He's got good hands. He's a solid route, route runner. I'm not sure if he's the best receiver. Like I said before, I don't think he's the best receiver out of Alabama, but I think he could have a major, excuse me, an immediate impact on the team, but I don't think he'll be a Calvin Johnson. No, that's, that's blasphemy. Please don't ask me that again. No. I, uh, <laughs> so listen, Devontae Smith was listed at Alabama as 6'1", 175. And uh, his official measurements were a shade over six. And 166 pounds. So definitely, there's definitely got to be a little bit of concern on the size, especially going to a place like Detroit where you're going to get hit a lot. Yeah. I, the, the reason I, I bring up Calvin Johnson is I, I, I see him, if he goes to Detroit, anyone who goes to Detroit, it, it's going to be – I I think he's going to do great. Devontae Smith is just that type of guy, even – Every time, even at Alabama, when he had Jared Judy, uh, Henry Ruggs, when they had this great, great uh, receiving core, he was still the standout. And I think he will continue to be the standout, even on Detroit. But I bring up Calvin Johnson because I, I don't see him – I don't see Devontae Smith doing enough like Calvin Johnson. I don't see him leading Detroit to a big playoff run or anything like that. So – I. Honestly, I could see Devontae Smith being a Calvin Johnson 2.0 by, by being great, doing great things in Detroit, but ending up being like Barry Sanders and uh, Calvin Johnson and retiring early because he's in Detroit. So and he's just not getting it done. You're going to blame the incompetence of the franchise on Calvin Johnson now. I'm not blaming it on Calvin no, Johnson. I'm not. just drawing the parallels that I think are going to be drawn. You, you can't put them two in the same – it's completely different. You could probably take Smith off the team for a week and they would win. If Calvin Johnson didn't play for the Lions, they probably weren't going to win that game. He was that impactful. Like this man abused corners. He made them look like babies. It, there's it, it's not going to be the same impact, even if he doesn't win anything. It won't ever feel the same just because how great of a receiver Calvin Johnson was. I'm, I feel this. I'm sorry. I feel disrespected for Calvin Johnson that you're even comparing it to. That's what that's what's just throwing me off. I feel no, I think Devontae Smith has that potential though to be that great of a receiver. I don't care about size. Yeah. When it, I, the, the, the Lions way he's drafted, able to get separation. The Lions drafted Charles White. Was it Charles White? Or Rogers, Charles Rogers, Charles Rogers pick, right? Or third pick, whatever he was. Um, kind of an undersized fast receiver, and um he didn't pan out. Okay. 
<laughs> I think Devontae Smith is. Where, where is the proof that Devontae Smith hasn't? Every time he everywhere he's gone in Alabama when he was with the, such a great wide receivers, he was still the standout. So I don't see Bro. how he's not going to do that. But let's move on. Zay, you're on the clock at eight. Carolina, what are they doing? Just trade away Teddy Bridgewater to the Broncos. Yeah, but they also didn't. I'm confused. Did they not trade for Sam Darnold? I believe is he going to be the future? Yes, they did trade for Sam Darnold. Um, so yeah, so I have them actually yeah. taking. Um, I hope I get this right. Kelby Farley, Caleb Farley. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, Caleb. Caleb Farley. Yep, cornerback. Yep, there you go. There you go. Virginia Tech. 6-2 corner. They need help at corner. They haven't had a real good res- corner since they got rid of Bradbury. Before that was probably Josh Norman, maybe. You're talking about the team that had seven interceptions as a team last year. Teams completed 68% of their passes on them. They need help in the secondary. I have them taking a the corner at number eight. Uh I like I like them going corner. I, Caleb Farley has back issues and earlier today tested positive for COVID. So uh, I don't know. Looks like saying he tested positive for the flu. He'll be fine. No, <laughs> yeah. Days. But I mean, right before the draft, you don't, I, I could see some. You're some not going to pass. Some, you're not going to pass on a player because he, he tests positive for COVID. No, anyway. they're going <laughs> to pass on him because of his back problems. That's why. Well, I'll tell you something. Not for nothing, but COVID's definitely taken its toll on some of these professional athletes. Um, I mean, you know, we see it a lot in the with the with the boxing and the MMA. Yeah, most of the guys that get it and come back get beat up and can't really last in their fights. And so, you know, I would be a little concerned. It's again, nobody really knows what the long term effects of having COVID is. So. No, we see some players come back, and we've seen them have good games. I mean, if people are going to freak out that that Justin Fields had like an epileptic seizure when he was like six, then I think it's fair to wonder about this horrible, dreaded disease. That I'm just saying, maybe no. I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. You're right, and it's especially Caleb. It's a very Irish name. It's Caleb, yeah. right? Yeah, Caleb Farley. Yeah. Very Irish. I would never assume. I was trying. I don't know. I thought it was some some type of fancy black way of saying something else. I didn't know. <laughs> you know how we try to get fancy with names. You thought it was, was Khalid? Literally, I was literally just watching Key and Peel uh just before we came on. Oh, the AA Ron. AA Ron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, have, they actually have a, a few other funny sketches too. Jaqueline. Yeah, yeah oh, really hell yeah. funny stuff. Anyway, I don't want to get all sidetracked. <laughs> anyway, HBO Max. Why well, yeah, they plug it. Right. <laughs> HBO Max. Free this month. I we just talked about. Carolina trade to Denver. Now, Teddy Bridgewater, I don't know if Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the key to success for uh, the Broncos. So I'm going to go Mac Jones. Ooh. Uh, wow. I, I think he'll Great sit pack. in there. He'll be that game manager. <laughs> he, he doesn't necessarily need to win them games. I think he you, will, you though. Vaughn. You can get Vaughn Miller and uh, the rest of the defense to win them the games. I think he just will not lose them the games. And him sitting back behind Teddy Bridgewater and uh, maybe Drew Locke a little bit, learning the NFL, learning the ropes, I think will benefit him. And so when he does eventually come in, it'll be to the benefit of him and uh, the the Broncos. Joe, you, you like Mac Jones going to Denver? 
Um, yeah, only problem is, is it seems to me that every quarterback the Broncos drafts is a bust, literally since John Elway. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not true, Tim Tebow. Every quarterback since John Elway has been a bust. <laughs> to me, um, he got yeah, wins. I like Matt Jones, playoff like wins. you said, good game manager, a guy that with a defense could win you some football games, won't make a lot of mistakes, really smart, accurate passer. Um, will make guys around him look good, you know, championship level. So I think this is, uh, if he's there, I take him. You need a quarterback. What a disaster that that quarterback situation is in Denver. They, I mean, is it the air? Maybe. You'd think a ball's easier to throw with uh, that thin air. Because think about John Elway's elongated head. I think he had the right head. Weird Payton, head. Payton, too. Payton, there you go. You got to be if you if you have a giant cranium. I think it's better for you in um, Denver. Yeah, remind me to do some measurements on Mac Jones' head. See if he can uh, he can fit in in Denver. It's the height. It's a height thing. They need Ian. That's Bush. all scientific. Is that what the Broncos mean by uh, untangible intangibles? Could, man, that's probably what this, that's what Elway's looking for. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. intangible, definitely intangible. I, yeah, I think if the Broncos got Mac Jones, I, I think like you guys said, it'd be a perfect fit because they they have an underrated offense. I think they have good weapons with Melvin Gordon and then Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and KJ Hamler, and then also Noah Fant. So they have good weapons on offense, uh, and they have a good defense. So like, I mean, he, he could be a good game manager. I, I think if he went there, he would be a good fit for the Broncos because Drew Locke is not working out. I don't think. Well, yeah, again, think about the idea of, you know, that that is some pretty solid talent. And, again, this guy can really place the football where it needs to be. And the knock on him, especially by people like Jace, is always, well, he's got all this talent around him. Again, you put him in the right situation in Denver with talent around him. Should work out just like it did to Bama. Mac Jones fan club come with knee pads? Right. <laughs> Completed 77% of his passes. Yeah, he did. 77%. Right. Okay. You, you, you probably don't know this. That's a C plus. Um, I'll give you I'll give you something else. Against top 25 teams, all of Mac Jones numbers, completion percentage, touchdowns, yards per games, QB rating all higher against the top 25 teams than they were against the other teams who we also destroyed. So Alabama superior team to everyone. That's right. And so he needs to go into a place with a really good defense like Denver with some great weapons like Denver. So he can be successful like at Bama. It's going to work out. All right. Again, this is Pat Mahomes. This is taking a guy and putting him in a good situation where he's the missing piece. He's the guy that can make it all sort of happen and makes it all work. And then you just want to constantly surround that guy with talent. And you see what happens if you get a little lazy on that offensive line, what happens? Right? We talk about, well, you could put Pat Mahomes anywhere. No, you can't. Pat Mahomes can only be Pat Mahomes where he's got the things he needs to be Pat Mahomes. Uh-uh. He also How would he be on the Bears? That. I think he his athleticism helps a lot. I think his athleticism helps him a lot. I think you're downplaying that. Oh, it sure does. But if I'm going to throw left-handed diving out of bounds, somebody needs to catch it. Yeah. All right. That's what talent does. Yep. But now let's move on. 
Joe, you got three back-to-back-to-back picks here. Let's roll. Starting off, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. J.C. Horn, they need defense. He's the best cornerback in this draft after all Ooh. is said and done. They're thrilled to get this guy. Um, this is this is the right move for Dallas. Uh, but, you know, again, Jerry Jones is an idiot, so he'll probably, you know, take Jalen Waddell there because he's that's what he does. But this is the right guy for them. This is a shutdown corner uh, on a really lousy defense. Look, he writes the checks. He'll do what he wants. <laughs> he might wrong. get a kicker. You never know. He's not that dumb. Sean, oh, no, what do you I, think of this? Uh... That was uh, Al Davis. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bastion Janikowski. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, my God. How, yeah, how but, do you th- yeah, J.C. Horn in, at Dallas, what do you think of that? I, yeah, I think it's a good pick. They definitely need secondary. Um, I I might have gone with Patrick Sertain, but I mean JC Horn is also a, a very good corner as well. So I mean, well, they... give me a minute and I'll go Sertain. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> there. I like it. But uh, I mean, yeah, the Cowboys need secondary. Their defense is awful, and it it, it all starts with a shutdown corner. So I, I think it's a pretty solid pick for them. All right, Joe. This is going to be the pick we're going to talk the most, probably the most about. We have to New York Giants. What they doing? What the New York Giants select offensive tackle Rashawn Slater, University of Michigan. I like I it. This is the move the Giants have to make. Um, and and I think that what you're going to see from the Giants offensive line this year is a lot of mixed in and matching and a serious rotation of these guys until you find the right formula. And the right formula might not be the same as it was last week. So, I think uh, let's assume that this is it for Gettleman, right? He's got a he. It's all on him, bro. You're right. You got it. You and Danny boy, you got to do this. This is the guy he needs. He loves these guys like you do, Jace. There's tons of weapons out on the New York Giants. Saquon Barkley looking great. Everybody's saying Galladay. A new and improved attitude from Evan Engram. This is, I mean, I'm telling you, the Giants are going to be great. They they like the Bengals. I think you got to protect your guy. And I think in the end, Dave Gettleman loves the hog mollies way too much to let Rashawn Slater get by. So, I love that pick. So Waddle's on the board and you're taking a line, man. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, like you're Gettleman. You're in your last year. You're not even trying to make a splash. I think that's the better move. You just made a splash. I mean, you're you know what you remind me of? There were literally Yankee fans the day after they got Garrett Cole who were like, "Now what? Who are we getting now?" And it's like, dude, you wait, can't even enjoy I, that. How do day? I remind you of that? Do you really think, dude? Kenny Galladay solves think, all the problems oh, we talked about this dude. season, and don't forget Saquon Barkley's coming back. Do we really believe in anything other than Galladay at receiver? There's yeah. no team. Yes, Layton, I think I, I, Shepard can't stay healthy. He's got a concussion every Evan other week. Ingram, Evan Ingram That's is a true. Pro Bowl. Colin Shepard is three concussions Whoa, away from the end of his career. Bowler. He is three concussions away from the end of his career, basically. Pro Bowl. He only had a concussion problem last year. That wasn't even this year. Yeah, yeah, Sean, you don't need that many for you. You'd be like, all right, I'm done. I'm done with the headaches. Look at Luke Keekley. It didn't yeah, take but that I mean, he, he, that was the first concussion he got in his career. It's not like he has a, a history of concussion problems. It happened once. I think, no, he, it happened multiple times last year to Shepard. I think it happened like twice. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it happened. Yeah, well, it happened twice, but I mean, he hasn't had anything since then or before that. So it's not like a repeated history of it. Yeah, he. I don't believe in Darius Slayton. As I, like I said, I'm not sure about him. He's maybe a number two, maybe. Right? I, I think he's, he's a number he's two to Holiday's one. That's what maybe. I want. Yeah, maybe. he's gonna benefit from Holiday being maybe. there, though. Maybe. Right. Everybody, everybody's gonna be better off. And then again, don't forget Saquon Barkley. Well, I'm glad you're not picking tomorrow because I know we'll have Waddle or we'll have Parky, so I'll be fine. You're bringing up all the injury problems with the the, the two concussions this year that Shepard had, and you want Waddle? Look at all of his injuries. He's got. He's one. just coming off a, one, a big one injury. injury. One ankle injury. A pretty big ankle injury too. Uh, again, you, I think that John. You ever? You go. No, look. Hold on. Don't tell me about pretty big injury when he's boasted about Saquon Barkley coming off a torn ACL. Don't tell me about pretty big injuries. That's right. So, so we can right. use all the offense. Saquon Barkley is on a totally different level than Jalen Waddle is, though. How is he really? Is he really? Was like I said, I'm this has one of the greatest running back rookie this seasons in calling him a bust. This close, all with all of that. I don't think you want to go there. I think Peyton Hillis had one of the greatest run, running rookie running back histories. Excuse me, rookie running back seasons in history. And what happened with Peyton Hillis? He got a Madden cover. Yeah, and where's he at now? <laughs> he got. Curtis I don't know. Madden. He's like in the Hall He's of Fame playing of hopscotch at some high school with a bunch of thirteen-year-olds somewhere. He's not the star football player. <laughs> His career ended in like two years. Okay. Came to the Giants and disappeared. I think Robert Shimura uh, of the Packers is the guy that was hanging out at roller skating rinks with 13-year-olds. Okay, oh. moving on. Joe, who's Philly yeah. taking? Uh, uh, Patrick Sertan is who they're taking. They got a uh, – I, I originally had Caleb Farley because I, I didn't assume that uh, he was going to go as high as he did. So, yeah, I'm taking uh, the next best cornerback. Uh, well, I think the better cornerback actually between the two. So, big day for me here out in Philly. You're not gonna know a wide receiver. No, I know that that's been. Uh, so, if you are the Eagles, you, you're okay with Jalen Reglor, uh Travis Fulgham as a. Uh, yeah, as I'm gonna guys. fix the defense first, and we got to get that together. Um, I'm not sure that Hurts is the guy for the future. They already decided that they didn't want to move up in this draft. So you're right. So Justin Fields and Trey Lance is still there, and they took Patrick Sertain. Well, Justin Fields isn't there in this draft that we're doing. If he were, oh, then certainly, oh, but he's Excuse not me, yeah. in in our draft. Also, who did you say? Trey Lance. So I'm really, I, Trey Lance I don't is still there. I, 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 if you take a chance on Wentz, you could take a chance on Trey Lance. It's the same damn thing. Just a couple of years I'll, later. I'll take a chance on Hertz and see what comes out next Lance year is, in the draft. Lance is a bigger version of him. He's more athletic, probably. He's probably faster. Probably. Nobody knows anything about him. Also, Hertz has shown that he I can win he's in got, the he's NFL. Got film. Go look. It's on YouTube. Against, against nobodies. Oh, okay. And so does your Zach Wilson. Plays nobodies. And then when he plays somebody, he gets smoked. So what? Wait, he, didn't, he didn't get. Smoked. I mean, excuse me. No, he beat Coast Carolina. Yes, excuse me. He beat Coast Carolina. No, they lost to Coast. They lost to Coast. They lost. It was a Friday night's light. Friday night lights ending. It's great. I, listen, it doesn't have to be personal, Zay. Don't get upset at these guys. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm their fault. 
Okay. I just, I'm just pissed off that we didn't take Waddle. I think maybe that's what's bugging me from three, two picks ago. Your picks got me mad because it could happen tomorrow and I'll be very mad. Well, now listen, if, I, if, I'm in the, if I'm in the NFC East, the Giants have a ton of offensive weapons. I want to get some cornerbacks to stop these guys so the Giants don't start embarrassing me like we've always done to them. Well, I agree. All right. But if the Giants take a lineman tomorrow, expect your phone to be blown up with anger. I hope so. Also, this is crazy. Uh, we, Jalen Waddle is falling pretty damn far. I'm on the clock with Los Angeles. I originally had Rashawn Slater here, but I think they're going to do what the Bengals, what Sean has the Bengals doing and protect their QB. So I got Elijah Vera Tucker coming in to be that guy for the Chargers, be that protection, that assurance to the man, Justin Herbert. That's a good pick. All right. And then. Sean. No, Jalen Waddle. You're not mad he didn't take Jalen Waddle. I'm, I'm, I'm being completely contradicting. I, I don't understand why he didn't. I, I think they could use help at receiver also. But hey, he's got his lineman support thing in there. I love it. No, you, you get the insurance. You ensure that that your franchise QB is going to be safe, so he can. I'm not make sure he's choice. a franchise QB yet. So. Okay, that's good. All right, Sean. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you got the boot. Uh, Sean, what's this is how we doing with our G-Men today, guys? <laughs> he did it for like four seconds. Calm down. He's getting personal. Right. Oh, look, look, now he, he feels embarrassed. I apologize, Joe. Oh, All I'm right. not embarrassed. <laughs> Why would I be embarrassed? He's he's upset that I'm making too much sense. His sensitivity is not my problem. <laughs> All right, the Minnesota Vikings. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I pick 14. I mean, Jalen Waddell, he, he, I think he's definitely the best player on the board. But, I mean, this is just the wrong team with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen already there. So I'm going to go with a, a position that they need. I'm going to take the first edge rusher off the board here. I'm going to go with uh, Quiddy Pay from Michigan. Uh, I think he, he's got tremendous athleticism. And, and Mike Zimmer, he's a def- defensive-minded uh, head coach. He loves his defense. And, I mean, they still have Daniil Hunter, but he's coming off injury. I mean, Everson Griffin's definitely – I mean, he's gone. So, uh, they also had – they took a chance on Yannick Ngakwe, traded for him, and then traded him again in that season. So, I think that they definitely have a need at edge rusher, and I feel like Quiddy Pay is the best uh, player to fill that need. So, uh, I think that he's going to uh, – I think that he's a good fit in Minnesota, and they definitely need the pass rush for it. I like that pick a lot. But uh, all right, now, Joe, the New England Patriots, what are they going to do? Trey Lance. It's the quarterback. He didn't have to do a damn thing about it. Worked out really well. Kid's got a ton of upside. Bill's going to crack it out of him, turn him into the next Tom Brady. Steal yeah. of the draft at number 15. Congratulations, Bill. Once again, proving you are the great. Uh, also, I mean, I like this pick because it gives them the opportunity. We saw how successful Bill Belichick was able to scheme with a, a mobile quarterback like Cam Newton at the beginning of the season last year. Then Cam Newton got COVID, and that derailed everything. So having someone like Trey Lance that's mobile uh, can tuck and run when he needs to. I, I think could benefit uh, the Patriots in the long run. But uh, keeping it going here, Arizona Cardinals, this is actually really, really rough for me because I had Caleb Farley going here. 
I think I can't let him drop this far. You got to go Jalen Waddle here. He's available. I'm taking Jalen Waddle. Get a nice complimentary piece to uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, let uh, Kyler Murray go crazy with uh, these two uh, big targets. Uh, they do need a cornerback with Patrick Peterson uh, being gone. So, but but no, you can't. Jalen Waddle can't drop lower than here. You happy with that, Zay? If Jalen Waddle's there, of course, to pair him off with Hopkins. Good Lord, imagine that. Yeah, why not? Yeah. That's yeah, the yeah, only dream. <laughs> Kyler Murray's immediately going from an 88 on Madden, or what was he, an 87, I think? He's got to be a 93 at this point. Oh, yeah. And then also, I mean, if you look at both of them, D-Hop was very successful when he had Will Fuller in Houston. When he had that Robin, and then Jalen Waddle, very successful with De- Devontae Smith, and as that secondary guy, not necessarily the prime guy. So I think that little Batman Robin situation would be really, really good. Oh, but it's my pick again Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to go with Mika Parsons. In my mock draft, I have him going to the Giants. I, I, I like Mika Parsons a lot. He can be that edge rusher. Uh, did a little research. He played D-end in high school, so he, that's where he gets his ability to blitz, get out of the quarterback. So uh, I, I think Mika Parsons, he obviously has some uh, some character issues. That's but. why he goes to the Raiders. This is a perfect pick for the Raiders. They <laughs> like guys with no character. They like guys with troubled past. This is a perfect pick for them. He's a boomer bust guy. He'll probably play about eight or nine games. The uh, – looking like he's going to be a pro bowler and then he'll rob a grocery store and that'll be the end of him. So it'll be sad. Unfortunately, Jace, there's a 0% chance that the New York giants take somebody uh, like Parsons. It it will in a million years, never happen. Dude, they, they didn't like Odell Beckham because he wanted to marry a kicking net. Like that's pretty tame compared to like this guy sticking his finger in his teammates asses. Like that's, that's weird, dude. Why are you doing that? Allegedly. Allegedly. If somebody said it, there's a reason somebody said it. Oh, okay. Yeah, Can't I mean. Those, uh, Penn State locker rooms. He gets straight to the sack. You would think they'd be they'd be sensitive there at Penn State with that kind of stuff. Of course not. Not, not, there. not Penn State. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, how much is that? can be changed with a guy like Joe Judge, though. I, I think Joe Judge has control of that. I don't think Joe Judge, like Bill Belichick, wants to touch a guy like that. Why not? You have him come to practice every day and smell his finger. Just kidding. Jesus <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right, Joe. Miami's on the clock again. They got Jamar Chase. Who they taking now? Um, all right. Well, um, I was gonna take uh, an edge rusher here, and since no one has taken the top guy, Aziz Ola Ojolare uh, from Georgia, I'm gonna do it. Six foot two, two hundred forty nine pounds. Ideal size for an edge rusher. Uh, this guy's got great speed and exceptional pass rushing tools. So I think. Uh, I think this is the pick here. They get the offense. They get some defense. Uh, and and Miami has got to be feeling good about what I've done for them in the first round. You're welcome, Miami. Thank uh, you now. What are they waiting for? Uh, I like that draft. pick a lot. 
Oh, he, over here. Yeah. Uh, Ojolari has shown – the one big thing for me is he's shown improvement year to year at Georgia. So if he can continue that, uh, the, the ceiling is through the roof. But uh, you're on the clock again, Joe. With the Washington still no mascot football team. Um, we are going to take Kadarius Tony, wide receiver from Florida. <gasps> well, well, what makes you go uh like that? Say, no, I want him for the Giants in the second round if we didn't get a receiver in the first round. But continue, Joe. All right. Yeah, well, there's no more quarterbacks to take, which is what I really want. Probably could use a tackle here. They definitely need that. Maybe a safety, but I opted wide receiver because. I think he's pretty good. All right. He's a do-it-all type of guy. He lined up in the backfield as well at Florida. So I think Washington's going to be need to be super creative offensively this year if they want to compete at all. Yeah. So And then uh, right behind that defensive, defensive line. But, uh, Sean, on the clock for the for the Bears, who they taking? Yeah, I, uh, I was going to go quarterback if anyone dropped there, but no one did. And I, I think their biggest need after that is probably cornerback with uh, Kyle Fuller going to the Broncos in free agency. So I'm going to go with uh, Asante Samuel Jr. Um, he, I think that he's the best next corner on the board. He, he's, he's a similar uh, type, size type and style of play uh, to Kyle Fuller. So I think he'll fit right in with that Bears defense. And uh, I was thinking about going edge rusher as well, but I think that Asante Samuel would be the best fit for the Bears. Yeah, the, I could all see them going O line here. They had a terrible O line. Yeah, last year. So, uh, you're on the clock again, Sean, with the Colts. No, what? That's that's that's, a no, that's it. Yeah, that would be me, bro. Oh Come my on, gosh. Get it right, mediator. Nah, I'm kidding. We have actually um got the tight. Excuse me, the Colts. Excuse me, right? Um, we have the Colts. Actually, my pick actually I had Quiddy Payne, but he's going to be gone. So I have them taking um Greg Russo. Rousseau, is that how you pronounce it? Am I yes, correct? Sir. Yeah. Here we go. Greg Rousseau, you know, they're going to need some help back there. They lost Justin Houston some and Demigo Archery. So, you know, you bring him in there. Maybe they get some help out there and they edge rushing. Maybe they'll get, you know, some more sacks this year. But obviously, my pick was taken. So, this is what we're left with. Yeah. I mean, if they get a true edge rusher, that's 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 going to be wild. That defense is going to be insane. And also, Roseo, he's been dropping a lot, which I, I don't get uh, at all. Though, from what I read, he's dropped because the uh, the film doesn't match the production. He had 15 and a half sacks. I don't know how the film, I don't know how that gets lost on film. Maybe but, somebody's uh, tripped near him. Hey, numbers don't lie. Film the can lie. So, uh, all right, Colts getting that deep. Right back at you with Tennessee's. That'll be me. And I have them taking Elijah Moore. Slowing down there. Obviously, most of the top receivers are taken off the board. So, you have Elijah Moore coming there. He replaces Corey Davis, who is now gone. And you get you another shorthanded receiver, I guess. I was completely distracted. But, <laughs> but yeah, Elijah Moore, the number 22 pick. Um, yeah, Elijah Moore is great. Uh, undersized. Reuniting him with A.J. Brown should be interesting. Uh, but, all right, Joe, on the clock, the Jets with their second pick. 
Some great radio Give me a minute to think. Give me a minute to think. There's a lot of guys off the board. Yeah, we haven't been using the clock. No, 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 Thank you for joining us on the longest episode of G-Men. <laughs> so are they gonna get is Robert Sala gonna get a defensive player? Watch, he's gonna pick one of my guys and I'm gonna have to look no, for somebody. Uh I think with this pick, we're gonna go offensive line. I'm trying to remember now who's off the board. Uh Sewell and Sewell. Slater. Sewell Slater, Elijah Tucker, and that's it. Yeah. Uh okay. I think I had him down here too, so that hurts. You're gonna have to give me a second. Wasn't <laughs> it? You guys are really cutting into my. I figured you'd all just go. Um... Got a commercial break. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Don't mind That's if it. you do. Hell yeah! <laughs> Make sure you check out. Rocky Hill Accountants offers a unique, low-pressure approach to professional and personal services, which is why they have an excellent client retention rate and are extremely proud of the high-quality services that their firm provides. The executive team at Rocky Hill Accountants has over 35 years of combined experience in income tax preparation, bookkeeping, accounting, and IT crypto tax. They specialize in individual income tax preparation, as well as trusts, estates, and gift tax returns. The tax tax Deadline for individuals is May 17th. If you're one of the 50 million Americans who still hasn't filed, visit RockyHillAccountants.com. Thank you to Rocky Hill Accountants for making everything Clovercrest Media does. Us have an opportunity to do it. But Joe, do you have a pick now? Yes, uh, I believe I'm going to take uh, Landon Dickerson from Alabama, the center. Hmm. Oh, okay. all right. First center off the board, Landon Dickerson from Alabama. Uh, I also like Creed Humphrey a lot from uh, Oklahoma. He might be an also also solid center in the league. But now, Sean, the Steelers, what are they going to do? This one's going to be a little controversial because I know people hate taking running backs in the first round. But uh, with the departure of James Conner, I don't really believe in Benny Snell. And they have a good receiving core, but I, I think they need a running game. And I, I think – other than outside linebacker, I think they're pretty set on offense or on defense, excuse me. But I'm going to stick with the running back and go go with uh, Najee Harris. I think he's the best running back uh, on the board. And I feel like um, if you you have the fifth-year option, if you take him in the first round, you don't have that uh, if you take him in the second round. So I feel like you want to get as long as a contract as you can out of the rookies because uh, usually after they expire, a lot of people don't want to pay their running back. So I think the fifth-year option is huge uh, for – a running back in the first round. I think the Steelers need a running back. So I think Najee Harris uh, will fit right in with uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is great. Um, in my mock draft, I have ETN going there. But that's because I have Najee Harris going to the Jets. Yeah, I tell you, I like I like Harris there a lot. I think that's a really good – that would be a really great pickup for Pittsburgh. And I think that's something that could potentially happen. And I think, it, like you said, Sean, to get that fifth-year option uh, – you know, I, I he's he's really good out of the backfield too. There's so much that they could do with him, um, and they really do need like a stud running back. I think that's you got to make that move there. I, I, I you look how good that offense can be. I think that's one of the rare teams that's really struggled to get 
something consistent going back there. And and uh, I, I, I yeah, I like this a lot. Ryan Sullivan likes it. He's our Pittsburgh guy. Yeah, That's he's Ryan. he's also the guy that I, I saw the mock draft with Kyle Pitts at number one. So maybe him saying a nice pick isn't a good thing. So uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> no, that's that's our Steelers insider for Look, CMD. At least he likes happy it. with the pick. Listen, I, I mean, Kyle Pitts going number one isn't insane. Uh, the thing is, is Jacksonville needs like a hundred other pieces. How you know Kyle what I mean? Not, how, how would that not be insane to pass up on a quarterback who could possibly be a right. generational quarterback? Right. Correct. For, for a tight end? I don't know. I mean, if they kept Mike Glennon, maybe. Next. What's the next pick? All right. Well, next I mean, we're, it's on the Jags. I'm back. Fancy that. Our back. Oh, God. Thank God. Trade that pick to the Giants for Mike Glennon back. You know, you uh, want to uh, no. <laughs> I actually have them take I cannot a believe he's the Giants' backup quarterback now. What is the iron? I talked about that guy so much last year <laughs> as a joke, and now he's our backup, and it's probably going to win us a game or two. Uh, if he wins us a game or two, that means we have a problem. Anyway, I have them taking a D tackle, um, Marvin Wilson, actually. I'm probably sure you don't have a picture for that, but uh, they need help on the D line. He'll help boost their D line. He had 11 solo sacks, like uh, excuse me, so 11 solo tackles last year. Only managed one sack, but again, he helps boost that D line and help a defense that could use some help. That was not a giant... for nothing. That's not the stupidest thing I've ever heard. What I mean, pits one, and then you go for Trask on day two. Uh, Urban Meyer. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. That makes. I would say more of an Ohio State connection with Urban Meyer than that. But okay. Yeah. I mean, you've never actually heard Jacksonville say they're taking Trevor Lawrence, right? No, but we assume. That's why they tanked. That's why we assumed everybody was tanking. I watched the Jets won't be paying attention and they'll still in hand in the Zach Wilson card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. That would be a Jets move. All right. I'm embarrassed they're in my state. <laughs> All right. They're in New Jersey, technically. Yeah, I mean, technically. Yeah, really thank not. God they're in Jersey. Yeah, yeah, thank God. They don't play in Yankee Stadium no more, the Meadowlands or whatever. All right. Oh, Sean, you're on the clock with the so, Browns. Yeah, this one, this one was kind of tough because the Browns have a pretty complete roster. Um, I, I think that you know they're pretty good on offense and defense, but I think one place that they do kind of struggle is uh, with a linebacker, and especially a linebacker that can cover. And I, I'm going to go with uh, Jameen Davis from uh, Kentucky. I think he's probably the best coverage linebacker in this draft. Uh, he could stay with tight ends and even some slot receivers. So I think his versatility there uh, could definitely be helpful for the Browns, and uh, I think that he'll help boost or boost that defense. And I, I, I like Jermaine Davis a lot. I see him going in the second round or maybe even late first round for some of these mock drafts, but I, I think that his talent should make him go even higher. And I think he'll be a good fit with the Browns here. I like that pick a lot. Jermaine Davis is uh solid and Kentucky last year, their defense was really, really good. They just could not score. And uh, Jermaine Davis was a big part of that defense being the uh, really the quarterback of that defense. Sean, back on the clock with Baltimore. The first of their two picks after uh, the Orlando Brown trade. So uh, what you got here? Yes, sir. Um, Jalen Phillips didn't go yet, right? 
He did not. All right, I'm going Jalen Phillips because uh, <laughs> Joe, Joe doesn't like that. Off. I mean, they they have an obvious need after uh, Matthew Judon signed with the Patriots in free agency, and I'm surprised that Jalen Phillips fell this far. I, he's my favorite out of all the edge prospects, but I think that you know his concussion history. Obviously, he re- he had a brief retirement from football and ended up coming back, so I think that scares off some teams. But just in pure in terms of pure talent and what he does on the field, I think that he's the best edge rusher in this class. So I think he he fits a need for the Ravens, and I, I think it's good value at 27 too. Yeah, Joe, what have you seen about Jalen uh, Phillips that you like since you got so mad at that? Well, I, he listen, this kid was a five-star recruit when he went to UCLA and uh, eight sacks, 15 and a half tackles for losses in 10 games as a hurricane. That's that's pretty good. I don't care that he retired or that he has concussions. This kid's got like serious talent. And as long as his head doesn't get banged up too much, he'll be all right. So he's going to be a stud. That's great. I was looking for him for Buffalo. Uh, what am I in? Two picks? Yeah. Looks right like, on the clock now. Looks it's like I'm going to have to go to my plan B. Zay? Clemson. Well, uh, Sean took my uh, pick with the Davis pick. I had the Saints taking that guy, linebacker. Because I think the Saints could use the linebacker help. So I guess I'm going to have to replace him with Zayvon Collins from uh, mm. Tulsa. He's another big, good pick um, linebacker. He had, I believe, he, 244 last year on tackles, 30 of them for losses, seven and a half sacks. Guy can play, you know, he can cover and he can tackle. He can brush the passer. So I, I guess there's someone they could fill in there. But I mean, he I'm should try throwing. doing some curls or something. Yeah, he looks yeah. a little frail. But, uh, <laughs> That mustache is a little cheesy too, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling that GM pain when someone takes your player. It hurts. You wanted, oh, it, it does. I mean, I don't need a whole commercial brick to pick someone else, but it definitely hurts. You should have traded back. Yeah, yeah, I should have. <laughs> All right, uh, Sean, you're on the clock for Green Bay. All right, so I'm going to do what they didn't do last year, and I'm going to go with the receiver. Um, I I was going to go with Elijah Moore, but uh, someone took him before, so I'm kind of scrambling. But I, I think a good fit for them would be uh, Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. I think that Devontae Adams gives you that good slot receiver that can get separation, but I, I think they still need that that big receiver that can, uh, could be a red zone threat for them and a 50-50 ball type of guy. And I think Rashad Bateman brings that to them. And, uh I mean, they should have went with receiver last year. Obviously, the controversial Jordan Love pick, and then going AJ Dillon in the second round. So I, I think that you know Aaron Rodgers is definitely a little pissed off about that. So I, I think that if they want to keep him in Green Bay for the rest of his career, they want to you know try and make him happy and, and appease him. So I, I think that Rashad Bateman uh, would be a good pick for them. Yeah, and there are reports coming out that uh, the Packers are loving him. What? I would not have taken Kadarius Tony if I knew that. Uh, Bateman was available for Washington. Just putting that out there. All right. I thought he was off the board. I I, I thought he was off the board, but he obviously wasn't. I'm kicking myself. Oh, so like how you were making fun of the Jets for missing out on if the Jags were going to. Proof that it happens. Yeah. So uh, now you're on the clock with the Bills. I'm going to take Travis Etienne here, which is crazy. Mm. That's going to be three years in a row taking a running back. There's a lot of running backs yeah. for Buffalo. Uh, those guys were awful last year, and really down the stretch and in the postseason, 
It was Jared Allen leading the team in rushing and in passing. You hate to do that here, but I'm telling you right now, boy, uh, Moss and Singletary were so bad last year. I've heard this floated, and since the picks, I was going to take Rousseau here. Um, but with him off the board, you're, 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 you got the gun to my head. I got to do it. Travis ETN teaming up with Allen and Diggs and the boys going to win that AFC East, go to a championship next year. All right. I, I hate to. It, That's me pretending me I care. No, it pays me to do this, but that, that is a smart pick. Uh, I wish Zach Moss was what he was at Utah, but he hasn't shown that. Uh, part of me wants to say that's because he, they gave the majority of the carries to Devin Singletary, but uh, I mean, oh, running back is definitely warranted uh, for the Bills. But now, Sean, your last pick of the draft. What's Baltimore doing again with this uh, Kansas City pick? Yeah, the Ravens, I mean, they need receivers, obviously. Uh, Sammy Watkins, they signed in the offseason, but I, he's not a number one. I don't think he, he's kind of a bust in my opinion, but I, they also need offensive tackle, I think, with the departure of Orlando Brown and uh, Ronley Stanley. He, he's coming off an injury. He's one of the better tackles in the league, but he's coming off an injury, so I, I think that they need uh, some security there. So I'm going to go with Christian Darisau out of Virginia Tech. Uh, I think, you know, he's I'm surprised that he fell this far. Honestly, I think he I thought he would have gone like uh, midway through the first round or maybe in the, the early 20s. But he's still here at 31. So I think it's good value. And I think that, you know, with Orlando Brown gone, they're, they're going to want to protect Lamar Jackson. So uh, I think that Darius, I would uh, fit in good with the Baltimore Ravens. I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. But now close us out to with the mock draft and the first round. Zay, what is Tampa Bay gonna do? They don't gotta do shit, but I mean, uh, they're gonna take Joe Tyron. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably gonna take Joe Tyron, uh, another linebacker. That you know, Shaq Barry will be there. He can learn under JPP, a team that has all their starters returning on both sides of the ball. So I mean, what more could you really ask for than just to add another guy that you know can add depth at that position for them? So Joe Tyron, linebacker in the, uh, in the draft number thirty-two. All right. Uh, I like that. I'm not mad at that. But uh, all right. Yeah, we just went through this all. Now, who is going to win the rookie of the year? It's not that in Whose team? <laughs> That's so easy. Okay. Who then? Trevor Lawrence, the golden boy. He doesn't have to do anything, and he'll get it. Hmm? He, he doesn't have to do anything? Yeah, facts. <laughs> all right. Sean is uh, wait no yeah. wait is it that simple? <laughs> I, th- I, thought Joe was, I thought Joe was going to say Mac Jones for sure, but uh, yeah, I, I was waiting for that. Let me tell you something. Mac Jones will be the clear rookie of the year heading into Week 16, and then all of a sudden they'll be like, "Oh no, wait, Trevor Lawrence! It was him the whole time." You'll mm-hmm. see. Mac mm-hmm. Jones ain't playing for awards; he's playing for championships. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what is that face? Uh Sean, who you got? Uh I'm gonna go with Jamar Chase. Uh, I think that if he does end up with the Dolphins, I, I think he's got a good chance. They have a good defense, so I, I think they'll give the offense the ball a lot. And I think Tua is gonna improve in his second year. Uh, I mean, if Will Fuller stays healthy and they have Devontae Parker too, that I mean that just gives more opportunities for Jamar Chase. If he does end up with the Dolphins, it's I mean, he could go to the Bengals too. But either way, I think that he's the best receiver in this draft. And we haven't seen an offensive rookie in the year 
uh, receiver in quite some time, and I, I think Jamar Chase will break through and uh, be that guy this year. Who's the last one, Sean? Odell Beckham Jr. Yes, sir. Zay, who you got? As- Can they swoop, guy? Come on. don't. Are we on the same page? No, nah, I'm kidding. It's Trevor Lawrence, and it's for the fact that, that it, 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 he's going to have – Probably the most fans in the stadium. One of the excuse me, one of the teams with the most fans in the stadium. Them in Miami. He's gonna sell the most jerseys. He's probably gonna have okay numbers, but he's Trevor Lawrence and he's the next golden boy for the NFL. So he'll get the MVP no matter what happens. I mean, excuse me, rookie of the year. No matter what happens, I'm already jumping the gun. He'll get MVP one day soon. Right? <laughs> <laughs> year three. It's already yeah. penciled in. <laughs> just throw him in there. We do that all the time. We just throw people in the MVP conversation. Just because they had a good year, doesn't matter if their team is great, i.e. the Chiefs. But uh, yeah, we just do that. So yeah, he'll get it one day. All right, for me, rookie of the year, I'm gonna go Justin Fields because this man has been is being severely slighted, and I think he does have that chip on his shoulder. Uh, I mean, he even had that coming into Ohio State because he wasn't starting at Georgia. This man performs when he does have when he does feel slighted, and this is going to be it. I think wherever he goes during the offseason, you're going to have to pay attention because he's going to be battling for that starting spot. And I, I think he's going to put up uh, some insane numbers, and I think he's going to be a legitimate contender for rookie of the year come uh, come uh, December next year. I hope you're right. All right. But that's going to do it for all the draft stuff. Boy, that was a lot. But we, we got to talk about the Giants. Just mentioned them a little bit in the draft. My question of the week, who is the most hated Giant of all time? I'm going to start with you, Sean. I want to hear Sean's. All right. Uh, I, I feel like there was an easy one that I'm not going to take because growing up, I didn't really watch them that much either. But I, I feel like out of most Giants fans that I know, they, they hate this guy with a passion. So – I'm not going to go with him. I won't say his name either to give away any teases. But uh, my most hated Giant that I've I've grown up with, uh, at least, you know, at my time watching the Giants, uh, the, it was kind of hard to pick one. But I, I went with Ruben Randall, uh, the receiver, because I, I think that, you know, he, he just had so much hype coming out when he was drafted. Uh, I, yeah, Ben McAdoo. I, him and Shermer would definitely be up there, too, if I can go coach. But, uh, Is that OV <laughs> yeah, there we go. But uh, yeah, I, Ruben Randall, he was, uh, I think he was a second round pick and he just didn't have any production here. He had times where Odell was hurt and he didn't step up. Victor Cruz was hurt. He also didn't step up. And, you know, he was a big body receiver. He had a lot of talent. He, he was fast, but he just dropped a lot of balls. I mean, didn't show up in big moments. Uh, and I just, I always will hate Ruben Randall because they could have had a good receiving core. And uh, he, I think that, you know, he kind of wasted Eli's years away there at the end. Uh, so it was tough to pick one, but I, I think Ruben Randall would be my uh, number one. All right. Zay, you going to talk about Evan Ingram here? <laughs> no, as much as I hate Evan Ingram, it's not Evan Ingram. He's not that much of a problem. It's Tiki Barber for me. And it sucks to say Tiki That's what Barber. I was talking about. Because I love Tiki Barber growing up. Honestly, he was the majority running back I've seen most of my life. You know, I'm between that time period. And especially when Madden 2005 came out, they had the highlight stick. He was one of the greatest running backs you could play with in the game. He was untouchable. And in 2006, he left the Giants and said something that really, really hurt my boy Eli. And I will never, ever forgive him for what he said. 
And I'm just happy that Eli went and proved them wrong. So Tiki Barber is the number one a-hole for me. All right. Joe? I don't know if you guys know the story of Donnie Moore, former pitcher, played with uh, the Red Sox and the Angels, and he gave up a home run. Uh, that sent the Red Sox to the 86 World Series. Joe, we weren't even thought of, but okay. He, uh, a couple <laughs> years later, a couple years later, uh, still struggling with that, he shot himself to death. It was very sad. But all I could think is, why does, why does, why does Matt Dodge, why does Matt Dodge still live? Okay. Oh, I didn't. That's a good one. If I have to watch Deshaun Jackson Are run that one back one more time, I swear to God, I'm going to find that dodge <laughs> and I'm going to finish him off myself. Kick yeah. the ball out of bounds. To Deshaun Jackson. What does he do? Yeah, I hate Matt Dodge. You, I wait, think Matt Dodge is the worst human being in history. In his defense, no, no, no. Jackson dropped the ball, and the punt team watched can pick it up and go to the house with it. And they told him to yeah, kick punt it out of bounds. I understand the ball that, but that doesn't give the punt team bounds. an excuse to take a vacation mid-play. Just because they the thought the he was gonna punt the ball out of bounds, you still like gotta make the tackle. You still gotta make the tackle. That's you put it all that's Deshaun Jackson in his prime, though. You can't kick to him, especially in that situation when they just came back from twenty-four yeah. down. That's- it's the Meadowlands. You know how the wind goes. He probably was aiming out of bounds, and it probably blew back in. But that's why you still gotta make the tackle. You still have to make the tackle. It's not a situation like Evan Ingram where if he just catches the ball, we win. No, and he dropped it. This You have to make the tackle. Do you there realize that? There are 10 other guys who could have made Giants, the tackle. The Giants would have been better off if Philly had blocked the punt. Maybe they wouldn't have returned it. Yeah. Or if he would have, I don't know, just caught the ball, ran, ran, ran down the field, ran out the clock. That would have been a better play. The only thing that was the only thing not to do in that situation was to punt the ball to Deshaun Jackson. You're right. Are we clear on that? It's ESPN's favorite clip, by the way. Oh, I see that thing twice a week. Every time it happened. My God, is there nothing else to watch? I would love to see the butt fumble more than that. Something, give me something. Like they literally put a petition to stop the butt fumble from. Can we put it, make a petition to stop the Deshaun Jackson miracle in the Meadowlands two, whatever so. the hell they're calling it? Can we? I, do it? I see that video too much for my liking. Way too much. Yeah, I mean that that is yeah, it, it's rough. But uh, for me, I, I thought about putting Plexco just for the way he went out, but. He caught the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl. <laughs> no, yeah. So I'm going to go Eric Flowers. This man was utter garbage. So much so, as soon as Andrew Thomas was drafted, he tweeted out, I'm not Eric Flowers, guys. 
to all the fans that he was not yet. I'm willing to bet all the passwords to your stuff is like offensive lineman related. I just have a feeling like if I were to hack your computer, I'd type any. You could have picked any giant of all time and you picked an offensive. I love it. No, you know what? What really sucks is when he left, he he, he still wasn't good, but he was still more productive when he was outside of the Giants. He's playing great for Washington. (laughs) That's what really pissed me off. You do terrible. And you just go into a, a rival and do better. I mean, he sucks. It's his fault for making them make him play a position he really wasn't good at instead of switching him to a position that he actually was good at. Well, yeah, he had more success at guard with the Redskins or Washington football team. Now. But, yeah, I, I was going to say Eli Apple or Eric Flowers, but since we did the, the worst draft pick in, in Giants history uh, a couple weeks ago, I – I figured I would switch it up, but those two were were definitely in mind for this one. I I hate those dudes. For the record, I'm just trying to swing Tiki as the most hated. I just want him up there on the list. That, yeah, that's who I was talking about before, but before I did the Ruben Randall. Yeah, but uh, I figured someone would say him though. Shut up, Jared. Yeah, come on, Jared. You know better <laughs> than that. Loved man. Well, there's certainly people who hate Eli, and it's very sad. They're called yeah. Cowboys fans <laughs> <laughs> or Patriots fans. Yeah, but uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Joe, Sean, and Zay, for joining me and making this uh, mock draft work. It was it was really fun. But uh, that's gonna be it. Make sure you go to clovercrestmedia.com for not just this podcast, a bunch of other podcasts. Make sure you. Follow Clovercrest Media Group on Twitch. Make sure you're following uh, John about the G-Men on both Facebook and YouTube. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. And we'll see you next time for more John about the G-Men. Later.